0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to another fantastic episode of My Orgasmic Life. Mm. I'm your hostess with mostess, Gaia Morissette, and today I get to show up as Empress Gaia um, on our Tie Me Up series where we drop into everything BDSM and kink related. So, hoo! (laughs) It's my favorite topic. All right. So, This is episode 50. How exciting! So, I just recently talked about um, how to find your dream submissive. Now, we're gonna go and play on the other team on the other side, and how do you find your dream Dom? And for me, I use the word Dom, um, which is non gender based. So, uh, whoever is the, however, whoever's related to that. It's just—it's not neither male, female, non-binary. It just is dom. Okay, it's the person who's the dominant in the relationship. All right. Why? There's a couple of key pieces. Um, as a submissive looking for a dominant, you have some important things that you need to vet for. The first one is to make sure that they are not a sociopathic murderer, or An abuser these are the big pieces that you really need to pay being paying attention to when you're going on the hunt to find somebody to dominate you whether that's in one scene whether that's an ongoing relationship this is what you need to be paying attention to because just because your fantasies just because you desire to have somebody own you Control of the situation. Um, you need to make sure that that person that you're going to give that power to is somebody who is trustworthy, safe, sane, <laughs> and is going to be moving from a place sane, safe, and consensual. Okay. I like I said in often is that it's really important to not make loud lust to actually cloud your judgment your genitals don't get to make any of your life decisions. At least they shouldn't. Doesn't necessarily mean that that that, that hasn't happened or that it won't happen in the future. However, it's not a good idea, okay? Especially as a submissive, you are putting yourself in harm's way, especially if you're getting into bondage and you're getting into some particular dangerous activities. Now BDSM is fantastic and kink is fantastic and, and letting go of control is an amazing experience for everybody as long as the person you are giving that control to deserves it and earns that right. It's not just because somebody is bossy and takes charge of a situation doesn't mean that they earn the right for you to actually give your power over to them okay so it's really important now if and i'm just going to say this i have some people on the live who are asking some particular questions that actually don't pertain to the conversation that we're having right now so please respect my boundary and you can uh, either private message me um, to ask those questions or you can book some time with me so that we can have that conversation. All right. Thank you. All right. Now, how do we make sure that this Dom isn't, uh, you know, abusive? So here are some things that I want you to pay attention to when they're having conversations with you. Are they self-absorbed? Are they narcissistic? Um, doesn't necessarily mean that they will be abusive, but it's a, it's a sign that says that as a dominant, they should be really asking you a lot of questions and getting to know you so that they can support you and take care of you and, um, you know, do what needs to be done to make sure that you are safe and feel safe and that you can surrender and that you can trust and create that safe space for you. And if they haven't asked you a single question and all there is like, well, this is what I want and this is what I need. And it's all about me. And it's the me, 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 uh, you know, time. Then that means that they're self-absorbed narcissistic, which means that they're probably not going to be a very good, healthy dom. There's plenty of time where things can be about us as the dominance, <laughs> right? In the beginning phases though, in the negotiation space, we wanna be making sure that we get to know what it is that we can, and whether or not we're compatible. So this is really important. Um, the next warning sign of whether somebody may be unhealthy, not a healthy dom and abusive, um, is do they talk about do they use safe words? Do they talk about safe words? Um, do they talk about safety? Do they talk about ethics? Do, um, are they concerned at all about personal safety, emotional safety, psychological safety? Are they asking you questions about that? Um, have they talked to you about safe sex? These are really good indicators whether or not this is going to be a good, healthy experience for you and a safe experience for you. The next thing is, are is do they respect your boundaries? Because just because you're a sub, doesn't mean that you don't get to have boundaries. Doesn't mean that you don't get to have hard limits. Doesn't mean that you have to do everything that he or she or they say um, because they're the dominant and you're the submissive. No, you negotiate that. It's a gift. Do they honor the fact that you are choosing to give over that power um, because you trust them? Do they, are? does it feel pushy? Do you feel like you're having a conversation with a used car salesman? And we all know what that feels like, that that kind of like creepy sort of pushy sales, like um, I said no, but you're now coercing me into doing something that I didn't feel really comfortable with. That one's a really important piece because if the answer is yes, then that is not going to be a safe experience for you. It's not gonna be a healthy experience for you. There's many, many problems in that department um, when somebody isn't respecting boundaries, including the DOMS. and the Because as, as the if somebody can't respect a boundary when you aren't in play mode, how are they going to respect when you actually use your safe word and you say red? Are they going to listen to you while you're tied up? Are they going to stop fucking you with that strap on when you say red? Are they going to, you know, are they going to, you know, when they're sitting on your face (laughs) and you can't breathe, are they going to respect that? This is really important because that's where it goes from being safe, sane and consensual to abuse and story. And I see this often in the BDSM world, and I, and I need to say this, is that in the BDSM world, just like any other world, okay? So I'm not saying because it's a BDSM world that there's more of this in there. Every, every styles of relationships, every group of people, there are healthy people and unhealthy people in it, okay? So I, I just need to preface that. But I often see in the BDSM world that there's an excess of doms that are really just abusers hiding in plain sight and there are so many people who are wounded who are submissives who've only ever been treated with disrespect and abuse and that that has been anchored into their pathways of of what is love and what is pleasure. And so it can play itself out really really quickly and really easily in the in the BDSM realm. It does in the non-BDSM realm as well. I see it in the swinging world, I see it in in heterosexual world, I see it all over the place. Abusers are abusers and victims are end up victims. But we really it can it can be it can be hidden as something sexy in this world. And so you need to really tap in as the submissive, is this dominant safe? Is this dominant have my best interest? These are the two pieces and dropping into what does it feel like for you? Does it feel safe? Does it feel like yes? I'm excited about having this person Time up or I am excited about giving over my power to this person because they are worthy and have do deserve it. And yes, as a submissive when you are deciding who you're going to give that sacred gift of your power to, they better, you better take your time and take the time to make sure that that is a safe saying consensual person. And that they have earned that right. Once you've established that, then they get to be in charge. (laughs) And you can give it over. There's a whole bunch of stuff that happens there. But the beginning process, they're interviewing you, but you're also interviewing them. And that's a huge piece that we don't talk about. And often I see clients coming to see me who end up in some really abusive and dangerous situations because they didn't know that they were, they were allowed to, they weren't, they didn't know that they were allowed to ask questions and ask for what they wanted and to ask what's their sort you know, what is their training? What is their experience level? Tell me about yourself. How do you work? Why do you do it? What do you do with that? Like ask questions. They didn't know that they were allowed to. And any dom, and I'm going to say this, and I, I, you know, I'm going to stand behind this. Um, If your dom or a dom is not comfortable with you asking questions while you're getting to know to see whether or not you're compatible, and they feel like that's a breach and that's disrespectful and all that kind of stuff, that's not somebody who's going to take care of you and make sure that you stay safe. Once you've negotiated, once you've gone through the negotiation, the hard limits list, you're compatible, you figure out all those kind of stuff, and you're going to have your play time. And, you know, once the, like, play time happens, then you can drop into those roles. But if somebody won't let you not, they expect you to be in that role from the very first time that they meet you, that means they're power hungry. That means that they're not a, a they're not a leader um, from a place of love. It means that they're a control freak and they can potentially be abusive and narcissistic and a whole bunch of other unhealthy things. Okay, so I think it's really important that that's how you find your dream one is to find make sure that you don't play with all the psycho psycho sociopaths, <laughs> narcissistic sociopaths that are abusive. Okay, the next thing I want to talk to you about is it's important for you to ask questions about what their experience level is and what their training and education in those, in these particular areas. And if they wanted to explore something, this is the question I would ask. If they wanted to explore something that they have not explored it before, how would they go about making sure that they figured out how to do it in a safe way so that they could do no harm to you? That's really, really important. There's a lot of uh, edge play, risky play in the world of BDSM that can move from, uh, you know, mild damage to death. So you want to make sure that the person isn't going to be like, oh, yeah, I want to do, ex- you know, asphyxiation. So I'm going to tie a rope around your throat because I saw it in a movie once. You don't want to let that person tie a rope around your throat. <laughs> Oh, I saw this movie once where, you know, somebody got trampled and it was hot and blah, blah, blah. Let's do that. No, you want to, there's many things that go wrong by, you know, stomping on somebody's internal organs. (laughs) All right. You know, CBT, lots of fun. Love CBT. Also can be extremely dangerous if not done properly so it's like with everything it can be incredibly sexy and incredibly fun and super hot as long as it's moved from a place of safety and 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 knowledge so here's an example of what i do all right now I have a lot of education and experience in the world of human sexuality. Period, because I'm a holistic sexual wellness specialist, um, and so I've been diving into the world of human sexuality for very long time, for over twenty years. Yes, I'm forty four. I look good for my age, right? <laughs> Orgasms, laughter, baby. Anyways, um, so I have a lot of experience. Just because of my job and what I do and I'm always teaching and training and facilitating and things like that. But when I go in, when I've gone into, when I'm doing activities in the realm of BDSM that I have never done before, um, I have somebody who is an anatomy expert that I actually go and have a conversation with about it. Because I already have the educational background around the psychology of stuff, um, I want to know what what's capable, what's not capable, and I go to my anatomy person, and we'll have lots of conversations about you know what's safe, what's not safe, how I could do it safely, blah blah blah, and then I err on the, co- the until I get some experience, I you know usually have my you know my own personal submissive to be you know my little guinea pig. But I err on the side of caution. There we go, that's the saying. Um, and I do it very slowly and we do it in intervals and make sure that it's safe. Um, and then once I feel comfortable in a particular, you know, uh, area of, of something, then I'll either teach it, facilitate it, help other people learn about it. Um, but that's my process. I also I also have conversations with people who I know who have a lot of experience in that particular act um, and learn about that. I might take a workshop, I might, you know, I might do a whole bunch of stuff depending on what we're talking about to gain the level of experience that I need before I do harm to anybody. That's what you want to see happen in your dominant. You want to make sure that they are willing to do the legwork, the the time that it takes to educate themselves so that they can keep you safe. So you can just have a fun time and that there is no police involved or ambulances or hospital trips or paperwork. (laughs) that happens from that, okay? All right. Um, I think those are the big pieces, you know, to find your dream dom. And what kind of dom are you looking for is another piece of that. So just like there's lots of different styles of submission, there's lots of different styles of domination. And you want to figure out what ones really are a good fit for you, a good fit for um, you on a sexual level, for an emotional level. Like, what is a good fit for you? So an example, I'm not a militant dom at all. I'm never I'm never firm. I'm never I don't raise my voice. I you know I don't even have angry face, you know, like this is this is my angry face, which kind of makes kind of looks like I'm trying to poop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a militant dom at all. <laughs> I'm kind of like this mindfuck uh mischievous little mischievous, like la 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 and I'm plotting I'm plotting. And then once, you know, I cause you discomfort, like I truly am a sadist. Once I cause you discomfort, it brings me great amount of bliss and joy and celebration and happiness. So I cackle and I laugh and I have a lot of fun. I have fun. I have lots of orgasms. That's what it looks like for me as a dominant. I know everybody is different. And so it's really important that you really find the one that makes to fits you, right? I like my submissives bratty because then it gives me a reason to put them in line. Um, you know, I like punishment. I like punishment. I don't. I'm not a big fan of the. You know, I don't want to have to like, you know, seriously punish you. Um, you know, there's certain things that I have traits about me that you know wouldn't be a good fit for everybody. So you want to make sure that your dominant is compatible with your personality style, as well as the the desire to be owned or used or taken. What is that for you? Is it a temporary, just need a fix? Is it um, you're super control you're super dominant in the rest of your life and you need a safe space to surrender every once in a while? Is it you need somebody to you know know that somebody owns you um, so that you feel safe and contained and cared for in the world? like you need to know what that is within yourself. Um, if you need support in learning and discovering what that is and helping you find a voice to be able to like, you know, when, when I started talking about those questions and, and, you know, being able to speak up and set boundaries and you're like, Whoa, I can't do that. There's no way I know how to do that. You know, that came up, you need to come spend some time with me so that we can teach you. I can teach you how to do that in a safe environment so that you can move into the world of BDSM and not be a victim to abusers and pick the right dominant that's going to be your dream dom that you're going to be like, ah, when they say your name, every cell of your being is like, oh. <laughs> you just feel home and safe and calm and Zen space. Okay. So you can reach out to me at uh, empressgaia.com for all of your BDSM needs for all of your sexual wellness and healing. You can find me at succulentliving.com. Um, I have a fantastic course that's, you know, if you're new to BDSM and you're trying to figure out, are you submissive, are you dominant? Are you a switch? Um, you know, What are your things? What are your kinks? Like, what is this all about? Then I have a course for beginners called BDSM and slash kink for beginners 101. And it's a a guided seven week online course. It starts in November. Um, There's limited space, so the the details will be in the comments in the show notes um, for the link for that course. And, um, you can find me at succulent living. You can find me at Empress Gaia on all the social media. You can find me under Gaia Morissette or Empress Gaia. And, uh, don't forget to follow. So you can download, um, me on you know, my podcast called my orgasmic life podcast, which can be, sorry, it's called my orgasmic life. That's the name of it. You can find me on all the podcasting platforms, all the major ones actually pretty much everywhere. (laughs) And that's it. That's all. I hope your day is just so filled with um, asking for what you want and getting what you need. And it's filled with lots of hot kinky sex. (laughs) That's it. That's all. I love you. Thank you all for hanging out with me today. And until next time. Stay kinky, bye.